Oh, oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome on the island. Oh boy, oh boy, the flame war season continues. Accusations left and right on a Thursday. After the show, oh boy, it never ends with this TMZ season of Survivor 37. David vs. Goliath. And uh, it never ends with our podcast either. Although things will be a different bit different this week. A different bit different. Because I feel naked. I feel exposed. I feel like this is not supposed to happen. Tyler B. Commons is not with me. <gasps> but don't fear. You'll be hearing from his rambling ass <laughs> in no time. He will be talking on this episode. But I'm Taylor Gaines. We're here to talk about week number five of Survivor 37. Uh, you're going to hear from me for a couple minutes, and then I'll throw it a tie, and then he'll give his power rankings, I'll give mine at the end, and we'll get out of here. It's going to be a mini episode this week because of scheduling issues, but we're both doing some recording anyway to talk about Survivor because it's, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. I, I would say overall this episode was not great, I mean, the evacuation was interesting and continued this insane trend of something outside of the game affecting the game every single week in one way or another surrounding the live experience or the post-game experience. You know, week one, Pat got evacuated. Week two, the girl who tweeted the N-word got voted out. Week three, Jeremy was throwing around crazy accusations. Last week, B had to be removed from the game she 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 quit quote unquote for her mcl issues and then this week the rain came and not only that we got a little more on top this morning natalie throwing out accusations this time in the direction of jeremy who was voted out a few weeks ago so let me give you the context on that ty does not get into that in his missive here so uh, just to give natalie her shake on the way out here i'm going to read a few quotes from her interview with entertainment weekly my quick thoughts on this are just that from what we saw she was terrible at this game and i actually think it was a bad move to vote her out i mean i can't totally wrap my head around what it has to be like to live with someone out there and that might you know screw with you but just strategically to me there's a 0.00000% chance that she's going to win. And if it's me, I bring her along as long as possible and take out the people I'm actually afraid of, especially this early in the game. And I'm not really somebody who believes in, you know, weakening the tribe and that's going to hurt you. I think you can win at pretty much any time and the merge and switches can happen at any time. It's just not worth strategizing over, but you know, on the same wavelength, I'm going to miss having Natalie in the same way I missed having Bradley last season. Cause it's just always great to have a true villain. And I think Natalie is more so than Bradley, a better villain than we've had in a really long time. So I will miss her presence like Joffrey on game of Thrones. Spoiler alert at some point, if you're still binging. But let me give you a couple things from her. We'll talk about Jacket Gate briefly because Ty gets into that. But here's her accusation about Jeremy. She says that he intentionally injured her. 
during the very first challenge of the season. The way she describes it briefly is that they had to go over a bar and as she went to lift her leg over, he grabbed it, slinged it forward and threw her completely off balance, making her to fall and get trampled by everyone. She thought it was a mistake and he yelled at her and said he was trying to help. But the way the game played out actually made her think that it was deliberate. She said, I really feel like he wanted me out of the game. He never apologized. I don't even believe he helped me get up. This is a person who grabs my leg, flings it forward, causes me to fall. At a minimum, help me up. At a minimum, apologize. He knew I was in pain for the next 10 days. His whole time he was in the game, I was in pain. So everybody saying that he tried to help me at all is ludicrous. He was a thorn in my side from day one. And all he needed was Natalia's comment about being irritated by me making a suggestion. No love lost between the two of them. And, you know, apparently no love lost between her and the rest of the tribe generally. She said that she felt like an abused woman on the island. She was disappointed the rest of the Goliaths allowed Jeremy's behavior, particularly during his final tribal council when he made that funeral comment about if I died, the people on this tribe would be at my funeral. You, not so sure, which was terrible as we talked about but it was not a pleasant exit for her it sounds like and you know she said I have to own some of my stuff out there I'm a very direct communicator and for me it's all about trying to downplay my power everything about me is very powerful it doesn't always work to my advantage so I own that I own the fact that I made some mistakes later in the game because I was tired and in chronic pain and I should have extended myself more to Nick and Lyrsa because I already knew I was in trouble with Mike and suspicious of Angelina. But at that point, I'm weary and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so, Natalie is interesting as ever. And we'll have to see if she makes a grand return. She's obviously on the older end, but, you know, diversify the ages a little bit, Survivor. Get, get more old people in there so she doesn't feel bullied and alone. Interesting exit interview. Speaking of Angelina, she also gets into Jacket Gate, and this was confirmed. Angelina tweeted out a video, some bonus footage, getting interviewed about this. The way it looked was that Angelina was left out of the vote, voted for Lyrsa, Natalie went home, she tried to get her jacket. Apparently she really did care about this jacket. She told the producers that she was on board with voting Natalie out. The way she described it is she was voting Natalie out in spirit and Lyrsa out on paper because she wanted Natalie's jacket. So she wanted to make it look like she was with her and get her jacket and it didn't work. So hats off to Natalie for recognizing that. Angelina, I'm telling you, she is a dangerous player. I, I've really liked her. And uh, just a, a note from this week too, is I felt like watching her in the challenges, she's always smiling. She just seems like she's actually having a great time playing Survivor. And she's been in control of a lot of these votes. So you might hear from her later in my power rankings, but interesting twist there about the jackets and jacket gate. I'll let Ty get into that a little more and his views on that. Yeah, in, in general, everything we've said about Natalie over the last few weeks just built up to this. As Jeff put it in an interview this morning, the thing that makes us most interesting is usually our Achilles heel. Natalie's fascinating. She's strong, well-spoken, powerful woman who has been extremely successful, gives her a lot of confidence and believes she's always right. And that's her Achilles heel. She truly believes she's always right. Some other notes from this week. Like I said at the top, the evacuation was interesting and another thing interfering with the game, but 
but not great TV. It was kind of 20 minutes of let's go here. Oh, look, we came back and, you know, there's nothing left. By the way, Jeff said that the tribes were sent to temporary housing where they were separated. They were kept in their own separate tribes, slept in very basic units with no comfort. There was even a no talking lockdown. So if what he says is true, it sounds like it was no break from the game in any way, really, and kept them safe, which obviously is the most important thing that we were worried about with the storm earlier this season. So we'll see if anything else comes of that as the season carries on. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, the reward, I, I'm not a huge fan of reward challenges in general because they just don't mean anything. And challenges are certainly not entertaining enough to warrant the time that's spent on them. But hats off to everybody getting chickens and everything. I think overall, this episode was slow and then the ending was good. You know, watching a villain go down in a fire of bullets is great TV as it goes. And I enjoyed that. I do feel for Kara. I think Alex move, which now as Ty touches on this is like, looking less bad because things are kind of blowing up all over the place the tribe that voted out natalie also had a goliath advantage and just gave it up so just like the viewers the castaways appear to not care that much about the theme and that's going to be good going forward i think it's seven seven now based off of those initial numbers and we'll see what happens we're on day 15 or so somewhere around there and uh yeah the season's flying by this has <laughs> been six people gone it's 14 left. It's a good season so far, and I'm still very hopeful. A lot of good characters. Another exciting week from Christian. I'll talk about him a little later, but yeah, I think I don't have a lot more thoughts on this week because there wasn't much to go off of strategy-wise, really. Uh, Dan found another idol, two for him, and yeah, like I said, Kara is playing her ass off to try to survive, so we'll see what happens there. And uh, yeah, So I feel like I have lived a lifetime out here doing this by myself because it is such a different, I'm just monologuing, baby. And now I will pass you over to the king of monologuing. I joke about this all the time. Now you get to hear what would happen if I truly did not stop him. It's Tyler B. Commons on week five. All right, here we are. Well, there's no we, it's just me this week. Taylor's going to be recording his own section and I get my section. I've been told I need to talk about five minutes. So I've got probably about four or five takeaways. We're going to throw my top three at you. So in this week's episode, Jackets and Eggs, probably one of the better titles. So uh, let's get to it. Natalie Cole, Natalie Napalm, finally getting voted out and it was for a lot of the reasons we've been touching on the last few weeks she is generally just an abrasive person and we talked about that could be her downfall because she is used to having things go her way she's a ceo of a successful company she runs business day in and day out and she you know she knows exactly what's needs to be done in order to succeed and out on Survivor, I think that was her downfall. She wasn't kind to people. She wasn't able to weather the storms that 
came her way because she just faced them head on and you can't treat people like that you can't just be in their face and demand and tell and boss around like that's just not the way that survivor works survivor is inherently a social game and she absolutely lost at the social game so uh, for that reason she finally got sent home like we said it's something that had been very apparent just with her montages of ordering people around and then this week we'll talk about jackets and eggs we'll talk about eggs because that was earliest so there was a reward challenge where the winner got some chickens the second runner-up got some eggs which happened to be their team and they get back and she's saying well we got to cook these eggs now we got to cook these eggs and lirsa mind you a culinarily culinarily culinary trained person a restaurant worker a chef is saying no and natalie's not hearing any of it and very opposed, and she just, she wouldn't back down from her position, and Lirsa was finally like, okay, well then, fine, do it your way, whatever. Those eggs are going to start growing mold by tomorrow, but whatever, you know, you know exactly what you're doing, go ahead. And that was showing, and like we said, every tribe had the 3-2 Goliath-David split, but like we talked about last week, Taylor was saying Alec made his move too early, and I was optimistic and I was hoping that he didn't. And it, it might turn out that he didn't because we've had two different tribes go with a clear Goliath majority of 3-2 and both times a Goliath member has gone home. So I think that there's definitely room to continue to see that trend happening. If you just look at the tribe breakdown, I don't think anybody is going to see just a straight run through of the Goliaths. I think we're down to seven, seven uh, with the final 14 remaining characters. And we got a strong showing. I feel like I have to talk about this from Christian bonding with both John and Dan. Um, Dan found another idol this week, which gives him two. So he just must be the tie train of the season. Always finding idols, always finding an advantage when he needs one. Uh, but Christian has broken into that group and there was a moment in this episode where it kind of showed, I think, kind of a preliminary look at Gabby being left behind. And we talked about it, and we don't want that to happen because Christian-Gabby dynamic is one of the more fun, one of the more interesting ones on the season. But it's kind of getting to a point where Christian can't be dragged down by Gabby. I mean, I hate to say that, but she is way too up and down, way too emotionally unstable and it stinks because i like her and i like christian i like the dynamic of them working together but christian has done a great job of winning over both john and hot cop dan and like that is another strong alliance and he gets back together with mason dixon like it's just gonna go well for him so uh christian again had another really really strong episode um they didn't have to go to tribal and then, so I already talked about the eggs. Let's get to the jackets. So there was a point in this episode where the tribes actually had to be evacuated, which I really loved that they showed. I loved that we got to see behind the scenes of Survivor because, like, we've had um, Michelle Schubert on here several times, and apparently they were evacuated, but that didn't even make the cut. So that they showed us that, the um, extremes and the just how 
much bigger life is than this game. I love that they have that. So that was a really big, that was a really um, clear moment for us to see Survivor caring about their people. But anyways, basically due to weather, Angelina, who was one of the Goliaths on the tribe with Natalie, had fully believed that one of the Davids was going home. So she said, well, let's just steal their jacket. Like, they're going home. I need a jacket. And Natalie was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's totally fine. And then she approached Nick and tried to convince him that in order to stay alive, he needed to steal Lyris's jacket. Like, she did this kind of bullying posture, which she later tried to describe as being a salesman. But it was absolutely bullying and absolutely not cool. Not a way you should treat somebody else. But I digress. Basically, Angelina has been really affected by the cold and she wants a jacket. And Natalie is trying to strong arm somebody into stealing a jacket in order to assure their place in the game which is just wildly wildly inappropriate just not something that should happen i think that's uncool i'm gonna stick with uncool as my descriptor um so anyways they go mike as we know has had a problem with natalie from the beginning and mike and nick have sort of formed this rock star alliance and mike Nick and Lyrsa pull off. I'm going to do a kind of air quote blindside because if you've watched this season, it's not a blindside to us, but it might have been to Natalie. And Natalie ends up going home. And she is very vocal in tribal. And Jeff Probst at one point says, I think I've got you figured out. I think you always have to have the last word. She goes, no, not always. Like, again, that's just the last word that she had to get in. So irony there so she's walking out and angelina is a devastated because she just got blindsided and is now in the clear minority on that tribe she's the one that was left out of the vote she's the one that doesn't know what's going on but she calls out to natalie and goes hey can i get your jacket hey can i have your jacket hey excuse me can i have your jacket and natalie just completely ignores her doesn't give her the jacket the thing that like was even brought up in tribal she just is unwilling to bend she's unwilling to reform who she is and how she's acting i think that is her ultimate downfall so it turns out that um she leaves and you know she's a little bitter she's a little hot tempered but in her little post-credit interview she said no i didn't give her a jacket i don't know if she helped orchestrate me going home which clearly she didn't but i don't know it just it didn't sit right seeing that she's willing to steal slash bully someone into stealing a jacket dying on that as it not being bullying but just salesmanship but when she goes when she's voted out she's unwilling to help just a fellow human who's been asking for a jacket like it, it was the ultimate picture of what we've got to see of Natalie is she holds on to things and is unwilling to uh, give up what she's got. And for that, I mean, we've watched it all season. She's not gotten along. She's butted heads and she has been napalming herself. Natalie napalm napalmed herself this week. So she got sent home. All right. I've talked way too long already. Taylor's going to hate editing this. So let me hit you super quickly with my top 
three. So sitting at number one, I have to say Dan. Dan found a second immunity idol. He's in a strong alliance with both uh, Christian and John. And like I've been saying, John's been having some really good edits, and I think he's going to do really well. But Dan, two idols, not on a tribe that's losing. He's sitting great. Second place, someone I just mentioned, Christian. Christian has just been solid. He's grouping with everybody. He's making friends. He's making people laugh. He's having fun. He came back and won immunity for his tribe today and did really well and moved past Nick. And it was like he just had a great moment and he is not in danger. So I got to have him at number two. And number three, this, this is tough because I feel like there wasn't a whole lot shown of what went on at all the other tribes, but I still think uh, Davey is in a good spot. Having an idol, wanting to be provider, he's he's getting some narration points, he's getting, he seems like a strong, smart player, so I just gotta give um, number three to Davey. So with that, you have now heard Tyler B. Cummins' thoughts on the island. So thank you for listening. Taylor, I'm sorry I talked so long. No, not any longer than I'm used to, my friend. Not any longer. (laughs) He was wrong a little bit about the jacket thing, but he didn't know. He didn't know any better. It's fine. Don't get mad at Ty. He's just a sweet little boy. Don't, Don't mess with Ty. He's fine. He's fine. And obviously I took a lot of issue with what he had to say about Gabby. How dare he? I will defend Gabby until this season ends. Anyway, before we get out of here... Let me give you my power rankings. It's time for that. I shall tell you who my number one, number two, and number three player are for this week in Survivor. Week five, my number one, my man, Christian. I don't know if this makes sense, but he is just so good at this. He's winning challenges. This one was a half physical puzzle. And he did it. He knocked it out. I mean, I know I came in second, but it felt like first. He's in with Dan. He's in with John. He's got Gabby. He's just good at this. And maybe I'm just overrating how much I like him. But Ty had him number two, so something's happening here. And it feels special. And I just want to be a part of it. So Christian's my number one. My number two is Dan. I think he still hasn't shown much strategically or made any real moves but the idols are hard to argue with and he's definitely friendly with people all over the place if he reconnects with Kara he could be a huge life raft literally and figuratively for her now that he has some connections elsewhere and has the two idols and he's being genuine about letting Christian into the club which is just another reason to like him just another bro chacho just another ka genius ka genius ka genius genius i'm gonna I, I don't really know but number three i will say angelina i just feel good about her similar to elizabeth who i was not fortunate enough to rank this week because the gods would not have it that way but i feel like she's playing a subtle game controlling a lot that's happening without putting herself out there i could be wrong She's not in the numbers, David V. Goliath-wise, on her own tribe, but she just seems like she's good at this. And I'm rating that a lot in a lot of these rankings, clearly. But 
we'll see what happens. I'm I'm looking forward to watching what happens with her because she really has the potential to become someone we really root for. She has a great time out there playing the game. So that's my one, two, three for the week. Christian, Dan, and Angelina. Ty had Dan, Christian, Davey. And yeah, that's that's going to be all we have for this week. What an interesting experiment. But sometimes life gets in the way, but nothing stops Survivor. We will always have that maybe forever. It's 37 seasons in. Who really knows? But thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this mini episode. Get some background info on everything happening with week five and our takes, a hot takes, a cold takes, and a medium takes on the week in the show. So come back next time. There will be more than one person talking at the same time, possibly. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right.